to the book of Mark, Mark chapter number 6, Mark chapter number 6, and we'll begin reading this morning in verse number 53, down through the end of the chapter of Mark chapter number 6, and I want you to listen carefully to me this morning. Uh, I am a little bit under the weather, not feeling 100%, and so I'll give it all I got for as long as I can, so I want you to pay close attention this morning, and I will look forward to what the Lord has for us all day long. Mark chapter number 6, verse 53, and when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret and drew to the shore. When they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him, in verse 55, and ran through that whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick, uh, where uh, they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. This morning, I want to look at this passage of Scripture, and I want to uh, preach on this subject, the pathway to healing, the pathway to healing. Father, I pray this morning uh, that you'll help us with the time we have remaining. Father, may the Word of God be real to us today. Uh, may we realize that uh, the power of God is available unto us. And Father, I pray that there's one here unsaved. May they realize this morning uh, that there is a way, there is a means of salvation, and it is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And may we uh, see these very simple truths this morning, but may we not let their uh, profoundness get away from us, their importance get away from us. May we grab a hold of them this morning. May you work in our lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We find a summary, if you will, of uh, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere the Lord went, he made an impact. Everywhere the Lord went, he made a difference. Uh, we read passages like we read this morning, and we're reminded of the need of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is in his earthly ministry. Much has already taken place in his earthly ministry by the time we get uh, to our passage. And uh, he is, the, latter, the beginning of the chapter, we find earlier in the chapter that uh, he and the disciples, they had to get on the ship to leave the crowd and to come apart for a little bit. And uh, the scripture says that, uh, they, they couldn't even have time to, 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 to really grab a bite to eat. They were so busy uh, with meeting the needs and the ministry uh, that, that, that they had. And we find that he gets off of the ship, as we see in verse 53. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him. Uh, wherever he went, uh, we see the needs of men. Uh, we see the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus, and his concern for the needs of men. Uh, may we draw, have our attention uh, focused on the same thing the Lord was focused on, uh, the needs of others. We have our own needs, uh, much, much because of our needs and because of what it demands from us. Our needs have our attention. But may we be reminded that uh, men have needs, and the greatest need of this world today is salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this world looks <clears throat> for the answer in so many different places. And if they don't look for the Lord Jesus Christ, they'll continue to look and continue to look, and they'll continue to look, but they'll not find what they're looking for until they find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. We find a wonderful uh, account here of just miracles that Christ did. Uh, there's no specific names in this passage of Scripture, but just kind of a summary of what the Lord Jesus Christ did when he came to that place 
of Gennesaret. And I find it striking that the people who were in need, they just, they just wanted to get close enough to touch the border of his garment. They had that much faith. Oh, may we emulate that faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I'll just mention this this morning. I'm working on a series for 2020 that I'll probably preach on a Sunday morning. Uh, and I've entitled it, Underestimated. No matter, we know the power of God, but yet the most underestimated person in all of history is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And how we underestimate the ability of our God. And, but we find that the faith here of these people, if I can just touch the border uh, of his garment, if I can just touch the border, uh, then I, they had the belief that they could be healed. But this morning, by way of outline, I want to give us the pathway to healing. Uh, yes, Jesus had the power to heal. Yes, Jesus did the healing. But there were some things that took place in this passage of Scripture. I think it would be important and good for us to point out this morning so we realize that pathway to healing. And let me just say, before we get to the outline, if you're not saved this morning and you're, you, you, you're still living with your sins and you're facing a future of paying for your sins, let me tell you this morning, there's a pathway to salvation. There's a pathway to forgiveness. There's a pathway to eternal life, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to see in this passage of Scripture uh, some of the parallels that uh, for our own salvation, that pathway to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, this morning, if you're discouraged, this morning, if you're away from the Lord, there's a pathway back to the Lord Jesus. There's a pathway to uh, restored fellowship with our God. Whatever your need this morning, He is the answer. And I want us to see some key things uh, that I'll point out to us, and then I'm going to summarize it with a challenge in the conclusion this morning for all of us uh, here today. Let me notice, first of all, uh, we see in verse 54, I'm going to point out, number one, uh, you must know who he is. If you wanted to be healed, you need to realize who he was. Notice in verse 54, when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him. They knew he wasn't just a man. They knew he wasn't just uh, another religious person. They knew him as deity. They knew him as someone who could do something that others could not. Aren't you thankful for your day of salvation? When you look to the Lord Jesus Christ and you knew him for who he was, you knew him as the Son of God, you knew him as deity, you knew him as not just another religious figure, and there was something that separated him from all people, and it's the fact that he is the only begotten Son of God. He's not a Son of God, he's the one and only Son of God. He's not, he, he's not one that has power. He is the only one that has the power to save, the only one that has the power to forgive. And they, when he got off of that ship, they knew they may have never seen him before, but there was something about him. When they heard that that ship had, had, had pulled into port, he's here. He's on that ship. He's on that boat. The Son of God is here. The man who spake as no man has ever spake is here. And they realized that he was deity. They believed him. This morning, if you're saved, you realized who Jesus was. You realized he is the Savior, the only way to heaven. Christ is not a way to heaven. He is the only way to heaven. He is not a source of salvation. He is the only source of salvation. Well, if you're a Baptist, you get to heaven through the Lord Jesus. 
That's how you get to heaven. Let me tell you, if you put a, a Catholic label on your name, a Methodist label on your name, it's still there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to be healed of your sins, if you want to be healed of the things that you have done, if you don't want to pay that price for your sins, there's but one way to get that handled this morning. It is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You must know who he is. And can I just add this an observation as I look Look at the scripture this morning. When that boat pulled into port, they weren't looking for the apostles. They were looking for the Son of God. They were looking for the one who was doing the miracles that no man could do. And can I just add this this morning as well? They weren't looking for, for, for Mary either. They weren't looking for Jesus' mother. They weren't looking for her. Oh, no, they were looking for the one who had come, the one who was different. And if you're going to be healed of your sin-sick condition today, the first thing is you've got to know who he is. Well, they didn't know a lot about him, but they certainly knew enough to know that they needed him. They didn't know a lot about him. They had never met him before. They wanted to meet him on this day. The pathway to healing begins with, number one, you must know who he is. Know Jesus, no salvation. Know Jesus, no forgiveness. We must realize who he is. I think sometimes because we, we, get, we, get, we know who he is and we sing about him and we, and, and we talk about him and we should. But let's be reminded this morning that I got saved through the shed blood of the Son of of God, perfection, the, the spotless lamb. That is the only way. And this morning, we sing of, we talk of a risen Savior. He's the Son of God. Oh, by the way, let me just interject this. That's why his name is not to be used lightly. If you hit your, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, that's not the time to be speaking in Jesus' name. He's the Son of God. Number two, I find something, and this is going to be deep, so hang on. In verse 55, let me give it to you first, and then I'll expound it. Number two on the pathway to healing is you must be sick. I know that's deep. Look at verse 55. I ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds, those that were sick, where they heard he was. In order to be healed, you had to be sick. This morning, if you're saved, you know how you got saved? We know it was through the Lord Jesus Christ. But you, you, you had to be lost before you could be saved. That's a problem with a lot of people who reject Christ. They don't think they need him. They think their church membership's good enough. They think because they're not as bad as somebody else. They think because they keep some religious uh, uh, traditions in their life, that, that that'll be good enough for them. No, it was the sick. They went and they got the sick and brought them to him. Before you can be healed, you must be sick. And before you and I could ever be saved, we had to realize that we were a sinner. 
we had to be able to admit that we were a sinner. These individuals, they weren't going and looking for whole people to bring to the Lord. but They were looking for the sick. See, in order to be saved, you must realize you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 reminds us of that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sadly, I've talked to many people and shared that verse with them, and they think they don't fit in that word all. Or they'll say they're a sinner, but they don't, they don't think Jesus is what they need to be healed of their sin. We sure do think a whole lot of ourselves, don't we? You know, I, I, I know I'm a sinner, but, but I'm not that bad. And how much sin, how much error does there have to be in the sight of perfection and holiness? And sometimes even as Christians, when we get away from God, we don't want to be honest with ourselves so that we can have that relationship with God healed. I'm not as backslidden as so-and-so. Just focus on the fact that we're backslidden. You know, you can be not as lost as somebody and still be lost. But in order... To be healed, you must be sick. Let's put our pride aside and say, well, you know, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. Friend, let me help you. Everybody is. Jesus was there that day. It, 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 it's, it's, if you look at the scripture for what, for what it says, then you look at it and make observations of what is there and what is not there. You don't find sick people in this passage of Scripture refusing to go. When Jesus got to town, they let somebody bring them. How foolish. And maybe perhaps there was somebody in that city that day that said, Nope, I'm too sick to go, or I'm not sick enough, or, 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 or how dare you label me as sick. Who do you think you are to judge me? But you hear that in this world today, don't you? How dare you say I'm a sinner? Well, then the Bible says we all are. Uh, but on that pathway to healing, you must be sick. Number three. We find in verse number 56, and don't miss this, and whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets. Everywhere he went, they went and got the sick, laid them in the streets. They're waiting for him to come. Notice, and besought him that they might touch it wasn't enough for somebody to place them in the pathway. We find number three, they had to seek him. They had, it says they besought him. They put them in the streets as Jesus would pass by, and those that went and got them did all that they could do by putting them in the presence of the Son of God. Now it was up for those that were sick laid in the street. To put forth the effort and reach out and just try and touch him. And friend, this morning, if you're saved, 
It wasn't the person, it wasn't the preacher preaching the message when you felt the conviction that saved you. You had to take the action and actually put your faith in Christ. This is a Bible preaching church. This is a church where you're going to hear preached. There's only one way to heaven, that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to hear the right message. You're going to hear what the Bible says. You're going to hear what God says is necessary for salvation. You're going to hear that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You're going to hear preaching on the finished work of Calvary, the perfection of the Son of God. He was deity and he laid down his life. And in doing so, he took upon him the sins of all mankind. He gave up the ghost. And three days later, he rose victorious from that grave. You're going to hear the truth at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. But what you do with it is on you. Because I can preach the truth, but I can't make you act on it. And if you're saved this morning, that's because the Holy Spirit of God worked conviction in your own heart. You realized who Jesus was. You realized you were in need of a Savior, and you besought the Lord. You took the effort to believe on him. I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be surprised. Maybe not. The fact that they came to the right place to hear the right message. But when the, the, the opportunity was given for them to trust Christ as their Savior, they didn't beseech him they didn't seek him they didn't if I can put it and use the the words of the scripture reach out to touch the hem of his garment so that he might heal them they didn't in the time of an invitation let somebody show them from the word of God how they can be saved they didn't put their faith and trust in God hey a, a friend can only do so much for you the preacher can only do what the preacher's asked to do, and that's give the truth and preach the word of God. But at some point in your life, if you're saved this morning, you yourself had to reach out and say, I, I want to be saved. You had to reach out and say, uh, forgive me of my sins. You had to reach out and say, I believe on what Jesus did and how he paid for my sins, and I believe it's him and nothing else. You had to put forth the effort. You had to put your faith on what Jesus had done. It's not just enough to be a if I can put it in the context of the scripture, brought to the streets where Jesus is going to pass by. I wonder how many people sit in even churches that preach the truth. And they've yet to raise their hand and put forth the effort needed on their behalf. I wonder if there were some skeptics laying in the street that day. They brought me here against my will. My mama brought me down here because Jesus is coming by. Or somebody told my neighbor that they'd win something if they had the most sick people brought to the street and put in the street. And here I am. Oh, there he comes. That must be him. He don't look like anything special. Well, I just don't know if he can do that for me. I wonder if there were some skeptics there. I wonder if there were some there who didn't believe 
But I tell you this, probably wouldn't take long for them to see Jesus watch, walking down the street and people reaching out and touching him and Jesus reaching and touching them, them seeing them get up. I wonder if there was some who came a skeptic and by the time Jesus got to them, because of the change that they, he had witnessed in the lives of those that were in the same condition that he was in. I think I do believe now. And friend, I can tell you, there's a lot in this world to be skeptical of. There's a lot of religious jargon, and there's, there's a lot of, <clears throat> I used the word loosely this morning, churches and, and religions. But friend, there's only one Jesus. And don't take the word of, of, of relig the religious jargon. Don't take the word of, of religious people. Uh, take, the, take the word of the change and take the testimony of the change that you've seen in people's lives just like you in the same condition that you are in and look at what Christ did in their life. Don't you think it's worth putting your faith and trust and if he can do it in their life, he can do it in your life, but you got to reach forth. You got to, with a heart of belief, believe on what Christ has done. You must seek Him. And number four, I like this part. I like the other part too, but this part's good too. We find in verse 56 and whithersoever He entered into the villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. Number four is a question. How many were healed? Notice there's two words at the end of verse 56. As many. As many that touched him that day were healed. See, God is not a respecter of persons. He hasn't condemned some to hell and some to heaven. See, what, what are you saying? I'm saying whosoever touched his garment that day was made whole. Whosoever, because behind that touch was a heart of faith and belief. This is the Son of God. He is the one I need. And I imagine, don't miss this truth, I imagine to all of those sick that were brought from the villages and put in the, in the street, I imagine all those from the different cities and those that were out in the country and brought to where Jesus was going to pass by, I imagine there were some sicker than others. I imagine there were some that they had labored with that sickness to a point to where their time was short. And if a miracle did not take place, their life was going to end. Because they had been sick a long time. Isn't that the way it is? Hey, they were all sick. But there were some closer to death that day than others that were brought in the presence of Jesus. 
I think we can make a very easy parallel today when those that were, are sick with their sin condition and they've never been healed uh, by salvation, they've never put their faith and trust in Christ, there's some that have been sick longer. I would say there are some closer to the grave today than others. But as many, it didn't matter if they've been sick one day or been sick every day of their life. It took the same amount of faith to reach forth and touch the hem of his garment. Well, look around the room this morning, and there's so many stories. There's stories that are known, and there's stories that are unknown. Now, I imagine there were some, if given the opportunity this morning, Stand and give the testimony, I was, so, I was sicker than the average person. Oh, my, my life, well, I was so in turmoil with disease and, and all of the things of this world. And, and if, there was some, if there was a sin, I had done it. If there was sin, I was living in it. And, and there were things that, 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 were, that were in my past that I, that I did, not, did not even want to acknowledge. But yet... I got brought to the presence of the Son of God, and all I did was reach out and seek Him and realize who He was and realize my sick condition and realize that I needed, if I didn't have His touch, that I had no hope. It didn't matter how sick I was, I got healed the same way by the same one. Friend, this morning, don't use the excuse, well, pastor, if you knew what I did, you wouldn't be so confident in that salvation. Hey, as many as touched the hem of his garment have received healing. Can I tell you this morning, it doesn't matter if what you did was considered little sins or big sins. They were all sin in the sight of God, and one sin will send a soul to hell. All you've got to do is reach out and seek the Son of God this morning and put your faith in him, and you can be healed. Somebody did you a favor. They brought you to where Jesus was going to pass by. But that's all they can do is pick you up on a bus, invite you to church, bring in the car. You're hearing the right thing. You believe he's the son of God. You and your heart, you know the condition you're in this morning. But you're going to have to decide in just a moment whether or not you're going to walk out the same way as you've walked in. Well, he came by and I saw what he did with all those other sick people. But I just didn't feel like reaching out and touching him when he went by. Well, you know, everyone who reached out and touched him with the garment, you know, they walked home that day. And anybody who didn't, they got carried home the same condition as they were brought. I couldn't imagine going home in the despair and the discouragement of knowing deep in your heart because of what you had heard and what you had seen and what you had been a witness to. You could have been healed, but you refused to do it. Hey, don't blame 
the person who brought you there. All you had to do was seek him. Don't blame the, the church that somebody was unfriendly to you. All you had to do was seek him and you could have been healed. Don't blame the pastor of the church. The truth has been preached. It's your responsibility now. It's on you now. Hey, somebody did the responsibility. They went out and sought everybody they could and brought them in the presence of the Son of God. And that person had the responsibility to just reach out and touch him. Because my Bible tells me as many as touched him. Can you imagine what it must have been like to see those rows? And I picture that long row heading into town and all these sick people. They had gathered them from everywhere they could find them. And, they, and some are laying flat on their back and, and some are, 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 are sitting. And certainly some may have been leaning on something or somebody, but they're all there in the streets there. And, and Jesus comes into town and one by one that reach out and touch his garment, all of a sudden they're standing up. Can you imagine the shouting, I can see? Can you imagine? I can walk. Not only are those people rejoicing because their sickness has been healed, but the people who brought them there are rejoicing. Their, their family is rejoicing. And I wonder what it must have been like to be the one all the way at the end of the road. The last one in line. Can you imagine what must have been going on inside of them? Oh, I hope he's got something left when he gets down here. Oh, I hope there's enough for me. Oh, I hope he doesn't turn around and go the other way before he gets all the way down here. Sure enough, down to the last person. We're healed. Friend, it doesn't matter how many people got saved before you. Christ still has enough power to save you today. It doesn't matter if you're at the back of the line. He's not not turning until you have an opportunity. And as many As many, it didn't matter the degree of the sickness they had. As many as reached out were healed. Boy, you see the pathway of healing. And I want to remind you of this, and then I'll present a truth for us to grab a hold of this morning, and then we'll conclude. If you've never been healed of your sin. If you've never been saved, you must know who he is. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the spotless lamb. Jesus came to this earth, God robed in flesh, never sinned. No failure, spotless. Jesus did go to the cross of Calvary and take upon him the sins of the world. Jesus did raise from the dead three days later. Jesus did ascend back into heaven. He is the Son of God. You've got to know that. You you can't put your faith in man. You can't put your faith in a system of beliefs. It is the Son of God. You've got to know who He is. You've got to realize you're sick. 
I'm not sick, I'm not sick. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you're sick. You're just like everybody else. For all have sin. You've got a seeking no. You, you, you're here today. You've heard the truth. Jesus is available to you, but you've got to make the effort. You've got to put your faith. You've got to walk an aisle. You've got to let somebody show you how you can be saved. You've got to allow yourself to realize that he is the only one, and I've got to seek him. And then I'll just remind you that Christ isn't out of power as many as touched them were made whole. But I want to point out this truth for the Emmanuel Baptist Church this morning. What a wonderful thing to think about the healing of these lost people, the healing of these sick, the hope that got off of that ship that day. And oh, the word has spread. Jesus is coming. And Jesus has got the ability and the power to heal. Could it be true? You could hear the conversations. Could it really be true? Well, I, I believe it. What do you mean you believe it? You've never even laid eyes on this one they call Jesus. You've never even met anybody else who has ever seen him. Oh, there's just something in my heart that I know. I know it's true. Well, let, let's, let's, let's go find out ourselves. And by faith, much was done. And what an amazing sight that must have been to see those that were lame walking and those that were blind seeing and those that were deaf hearing and those that had all manners of disease were healed of their disease. Can you imagine the sight that that must have been? in the caravan of the sick that was brought in, and the rejoicing, and the running home to family, and, and, and the feeling that must have been of being healed of their infirmity. What an amazing sight to behold. But none of that ever would have happened if in verse 55, they knew him, and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick. The sick didn't get to that road on their own. There were some that said, Jesus is coming. We've got to go find all the sick that we can find. We got to get them in the presence of Jesus. I wonder how many sick, putting in the context of the message today, sat at home flat on their back and they heard the commotion. What's going on? Jesus came, so-and-so and so-and-so and so got healed. Well, how come nobody came by my house and took me to where Jesus was going to be? 
See, friend, you and I can rejoice in our own salvation this morning. And I do rejoice in my salvation. And we can talk about how Christ has the power to save in 2019. And as many as will call on Him can be saved. There is none so sin-sick they can't be saved. There is none so far away from God they can never find Him. There is none that Christ has forgotten. All men can be saved. As many as believe on Him can be saved. Somebody's got to go round them up. Somebody's got to go let them know that Jesus is coming. Somebody's got to get them in the presence of the Son of God. I can't save them. You can't save them. But can we not get them in the presence of the one who can? Boy, if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you have heard about as clear a presentation of the gospel as you're going to hear. That's all I can do. Will you let Jesus walk by one more Sunday without reaching out? Why limp home in your sins? You don't know how long, much longer you've got. In just a moment, the service is going to conclude. We're going to have an invitation. And there's people who will open the Word of God and show you how you can be saved. But you've got to follow this pathway to healing. And Christians, we can bemoan the condition of this world all we want to. Somebody has got to be concerned enough to go round them up. Well, I just don't feel called to do that. Let me help you. Volunteer. Volunteer. I would imagine that everybody in this room this morning knows someone who's going to cross paths with somebody this week who if they don't get in the presence of Jesus, they'll die in their sins. So how much effort are we going to put in? Well, Pastor, I can't save them. No, you can't. How about we put in a little bit of effort to get them in the presence of the Son of God? Whether we share the gospel ourselves or whether we get them to the house of God where they can hear. It probably wasn't easy carrying sick people to where Jesus was going to be. But they put forth the effort anyway. Well, I'm, I imagine it probably took them all day on Saturday to do it. To get them to where Jesus was going to be. I imagine there were some who begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and begged. Let me bring you. Let me bring you. Let me bring you. Let me bring you. I imagine there might have been some who said, no, I don't believe it would do me any good. So they had a choice to, well, I'm not wasting my time anymore. They at least had the satisfaction of saying, I know they could have been healed, 
But I don't have it on my conscience that I didn't try and get them there. I know this isn't typical on Sunday morning. But I imagine Sunday morning Christians need to hear it too. Don't let Jesus walk by your aisle this morning. You not put your faith in him. Somebody, whether they knocked on your door, whether they know you and invited you, put you up on a bus, they got you to hear what you've heard. You've got to put your faith. You've got to step out. Friend, this morning, why don't we just stay busy getting people in the presence of God, getting people in the presence of God, getting people in the presence of God. Father, I pray this morning.